Okay, welcome back to another episode here on Viewpoints. I'm your host, Jordan Voiles, and I'm here with Dr. John Gerlach. And we have a, a good um, episode for you today. Last week we talked about kind of the whole mindset of revenge and God's view on that. And the topic of that, John's trying to play football with me right now. <laughs> Paper football. Um, but anyway, so John, what do you have for us today on the topic of maybe overcoming or not being overcome by evil? Yeah, you know, Romans chapter 12 gives us such a great path for God's wisdom on relationships. And there's, it's just, I mean, it's so, so rich, so, I mean, it's gold. It's just, it's amazing. And we need to know that path. We need the wisdom. And one of the key verses is, is verse 9, which says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. And I think one of the things is, like when we think of evil, we have cultural definitions. Well, that's bad, you know, and that changes. You know, mm-hmm. kind of the culture thing is like, well, that now that that's that's like the right really gets elevated. You know, that kind of changes. And then we have our own definitions of evil. Like that's a really bad thing. And somebody else might say, oh, it's not that big a deal. But you now most of the time we can come up with some kind of list. Go, yeah, that's evil. But. I think when we think about hate what is evil, we need to have the mindset of God. And so, luckily, Proverbs says in chapter 6 what God hates. So if we're going to hate evil, then we need to hate what God hates. Mm-hmm. So the list is is some of what you would expect, but some of the list... And when we're unpacking this idea of hate what is evil, I think we got to get the mindset of God here. So let me read Proverbs 6, and it's beginning in verse 16, and it talks about there are seven things that God hates. And so let me read it. Okay. It says, There are six things the Lord hates, no, seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do good wrong and a false witness who pours out lies, a person who soar, uh, sows discord in a family. Mm. So, haughty eyes. What do you think? What do you think? I mean, that's that's a weird one, isn't it? I mean, do, does that even, I mean, what would be your take on what is, I mean, most people... I don't think even know what haughty eyes are. I mean, we don't say that. Well, for me, it's when I stand out in the sun and my eyeballs got real <laughs> Um Man, you know. Oh. I mean, I've never said that to anybody. Boy, that's some haughty eyes right there. I, You know, I don't ever, I've, I've never said that, right? So this is even a modern translation of that verse. So sure. well, think, you, well, you're the doctor. You, you, you tell us what it is. <laughs> Okay, well, I was trying to give you a chance there. I'll, I'll talk to the other ones. Okay, all right, all right. Well, I mean, it, it really biblically means eyes that look down on other people. Right, yeah. Okay, now, so I, I want to step back for a minute and think. Okay, God goes, hey, six things I hate. Number one, when people look down on people. Like, what? Is it like that, a form of pride? It's a form of pride, but it's where you – it's, it's kind of like what we talked about, I guess – uh, a week ago Sunday mm-hmm. in the sermon about resist superiority. It's that right. Because that's all through Proverbs chapter 12, I mean, Romans chapter 12, where it's going, because if you're going to hate somebody, if you're going to put, you know, you have to put yourself above them. Right. I would never do that. They're, you know, they're a jerk. They're a liar. And I, to me, it just, it's exactly the same thing that we looked at 
in Romans chapter 12, same thing here in Proverbs chapter 6, is looking down. And the biggest example in the Bible, I think, is where in Luke 18, remember those two guys praying, and one's a tax collector, one's a Pharisee, and, you know... Thank God I'm not like him. Yeah, thank God I'm not like him. And so what is that? It's totally looking down. So it's that kind of, man, I'm so glad I'm not like them. And God hates that. Yeah. Okay, so why does God hate that? It doesn't seem like that big a deal. Why is that a big deal? It can I've, I've, It can probably put you into a place or a category where you don't need God. Like, I have it all together. Yeah, I I'm, think that's exactly I'm, right. I'm better than this person. Um, I mean, even in the form of that prayer of the Pharisee looking down mm-hmm. on the other guy, it's like, and you go, okay, well, what are you even praying for? Right. Right? And so right. It, could, it could get to that point, I feel like, when yeah. it's like, eh. You know, I got this together. Uh, you know, it could lead into a, a lot of other things, but I feel like, yeah, it it could probably get to a place where it's just you feel like you're, you don't even need them. Yeah, I think it leaves God out, and then it also takes you down the path, kind of like we've talked about other weeks about. It takes you down the path toward toward. It says, "Hate what is evil," but then we can have hate, and so you know, it's kind of funny yeah. how it's it's like hate evil, and it's like. And I try to think of a good example of hating evil, and I, I started thinking about, um, you know, like in a friend or a family member or a, a parent's child, you, you you would hate for them to go down a certain path. Yeah. Like you, I hate that. I mean, I've, I've heard people say that about, for example, maybe like they had a family member who got addicted to drugs, and they go, I hate drugs. You know, it's kind of that kind of hate. I think that's the picture here of I hate that thing that destroyed or is destroying yeah. them or hurting them or whatever. And and as God's going, that's going to really hurt you. Mm-hmm. So I think we underestimate the first thing on the list that, you know, um, haughty eyes. I mean, you know, I don't, I, I don't think that's one we really think about that much. Yeah, no, But the not. rest of the list, I mean, you pretty much go, okay, lying tongue, yeah, okay, dishonesty, mm-hmm. hands that kill the innocent. I mean, I, I thought that one would be there. A heart that plots evil, I mean, that's really bad. Yep. Feet that race to do wrong, that shows you're on the wrong path, it shows your mindset's not right, get it. A false witness that pours out lies, get that. But this last one... I also want to kind of talk about, which is a person who sows discord in a family. Mm-hmm. So would that fit a human family? I mean, like a human family as well as like a church family? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, the people that, I mean, it's it's clear in Scripture, people that cause division amongst the body of Christ is not a good place to, it's not a good place to be or, yeah. or have that, you know. And so... I would, <laughs> if it were, if I had to pick, I would rather sow discord in my personal family than actually the church, because I really, know, yeah, because yeah, I just yeah. I feel like that's even more important. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's talking maybe about both. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because I mean we know that reality in church, and we know that reality in family. I mean, it's just this thing where. If somebody's, and it's usually typically, I mean, you can come from different places, but I think typically it's, I'm right. And so it it just causes, it's kind of like no humility and no, let's work it out. It's kind of this, this, an attitude, but God, again, God hates this. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, I'm kind of like, if God said, I, I hate the color orange, 
I'm done with orange. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not hey, ever. Orange. I'm not going to eat an orange. I'm not going to wear anything. I'm shaving orange. my head if I eat orange. <laughs> yeah, you've got to start dyeing your hair. I mean, Jeez. it's it's that kind of. I mean, I I, I pay attention if you know, the Bible says God hates something. Uh, man, I and so it's interesting to me. I think we got five on the list that it's like, yeah, okay, I get that. That that obviously is going to be destructive to somebody, and that's why God hates it. It hurts us. But these last two, I mean, the first one and the last one kind of bookend it, and it's like it's about relationships. It's mm-hmm. about it's about you and people and how you're how you're living your life and and um, you know that's a huge huge deal and and you know I think everybody on staff knows and I think most people who know me know that there's one thing I will truly go into overdrive about yes. and that is if unity is threatened yeah disunity because you know so many churches are blown up and destroyed over when that gets out of control. Right. And Crest U has been blessed that that has never happened. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm as pastor or whoever's the pastor has always been a good keeper of, we're not going to let that go in a bad direction. Mm-hmm. And there's always opportunities for it to go in a bad direction. But as far as unity of the church, it just has to stay there. Mm-hmm. And, and why? God hates it. God hates it. Yeah. And some pastors, <clears throat> I think, are so focused on like, the, the wolf coming and attacking the sheep or something. But it's it's really kind of a scary situation when you kind of forget that sometimes sheep can attack sheep. Right, yeah. And that's the thing that some pastors have to look for. So if I, if I were to show this list to anyone in the world right now, there would be some type of loophole or something that they mm-hmm. would find wrong with this list. And I was going to ask you about that. In today's world that we're living in, and I'm sure it's been years past, the the question always has always been morality is subjective or right. can be subjective right it's so your, it's your truth it's, it's your, your truth morality. so what would you say to the person or the newcomer someone that's just listening today like how would you separate that from the world's point of view and we can clearly see that this is god's view viewpoint right. on right. this so what would you say to that person to say hey kind of just this is the way to kind of separate that yeah one thing that i think uh, about that kind of category comes up over and over in my mind, and that is this: that I just think God uses, and the Bible uses this word sometimes. I just think God is not pleased when we are arrogant, and that's I like that word because it's like I know best, and we're saying this about things God has given His opinion on. Sure. I mean, you know, it's like like this list right here. And when you say, um, I mean, there's all kinds of statements out there right now that are exactly what you're talking about, where it's, well, no, mm-hmm. um, love is never wrong. Okay. That sounds really, really good. But there, I can give you some situations where you go, oh, okay, well, not that, not, not, not that. Well, uh, you know, there can be some bizarre examples on that <laughs> one. love. <laughs> but, oh, that's love. But see, again, to me, it's us. It's the creation telling the creator. It's the employee telling the boss how it ought to be. And your list is wrong, boss. Um, you're, I mean, you made me, but I know best. It's just arrogant. And I just think, I mean, it's just, is it possible in, in our knowledge that we may not have it all figured out? 
especially when we're not using any kind of foundational truth. Mm-hmm. And it's like your truth and my truth. And But what happens when my truth goes against your truth? Right. And that causes, you know, then you've got a real issue because my truth is life's not important. Well, that could hurt your truth a lot. <laughs> goes you back know. to the hottie eyes. <laughs> hottie eyes. <laughs> awesome. Well, what would be one thing that you would want to leave the listener with today? Yeah, I think one thing is the last part of that verse where it says, cling to what is good. And I, in verse 9 of Romans chapter 12, I think, you know, the Bible's got a lot of things that are considered good. Hating evil, uh, clinging to justice, mercy, humility. Um, I, I think three practical ways to cling to what is good that I just want to leave with the listener today. One is... One is what you think about. I think in our world today, um, it, it, you can get torn down so easily, stressed so easily, worried so easy, anxious so easily because yeah. of just, but what are you thinking about? You know, and I, I think that's a huge thing. Another one is what you pursue. Um, I, you know, in our group, we were talking about this, and I think one of the biggest challenges for, for example, couples with young children is what are you going to pursue? Because you got so many options, but are you pursuing God's path? Is that number one? Or is it just, you kind of just react to all these different options. Well, I want my kids to do this and this and this. Okay. But at the end of the day, you know, what really truly is God's path? And are you staying on that? So pursuing that. And one final thing is just basically who you're with. Um, I think that's one of the things we're talking, you know, we're so big about groups around here mm-hmm. is that, if if somebody has one, I mean, you just, everybody just needs a group of people that make you better, that in, that help you stay on God's path, that truly influence you in a good way. Um, I just think everybody needs that, and it, it's I don't know how anybody makes it without that, mm-hmm. without that kind of feedback, without that kind of encouragement, without that kind of support. And so, it truly is who you choose to be with is. You know, I remember a long time ago, somebody said to me, you are the total of your three closest friends. That's you. You're being determined by your three closest friends. Wow. So do you, I mean, do you think you need to get some new friends? I mean, I don't know if you're thinking, <laughs> you're thinking of your list here. And you go, I mean, okay, that know. one, eh. So that one's wow. out of there. Yeah. But, but you think about it, like, who do, who's the three closest people and you are the sum of those. You are the... They are the, you're becoming them and they are becoming you. So how's that working? You know, and so you got to have, you got to be, I think, pretty intentional about that. Absolutely. Well, John, thank you so much. It is is our hope and prayer that you would, you take those three, those three steps and apply them to your life. And um, again, if this, if this is helping, if if you want to reach out to a friend, just share this podcast because it's our hope that this word gets out. Uh, as we look at God's viewpoint on, on different topics. And so, John, thank you so much. The listener, we hope to see you next time, and God bless.